Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. It is January 3rd, 2023. Uh, it's four in the afternoon, so uh, recording this a little later than I would have liked to, but it is what it is. Um, but obviously tomorrow is January 4th, at least when I'm recording this, um, which is Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan, uh, their biggest show of the year. And yeah, uh, I've watched it live for the past several years, and it will be happening once again tomorrow morning. Uh, begins at around 1.30 a.m. for me, where I am. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be waking up for it, but I just wanted to record a uh, short little preview show for it. I'm also going to go over our predictions that we've done for the event. Um, and, yeah, um, so far, year's off to a, a pretty good start. I mean, we're only three days into the year, wrestling-wise, but um, I'm going to be trying to keep track more of the matches I watch so I can, uh, you know, for for lists and stuff and just for my own you know sake of caring uh you know wanting to know what matches i loved what i didn't love etc etc so um just before this i was watching uh some of the noah show for the the, the new year show for noah and the uh, the opening night of the triangle derby for stardom and then tomorrow is a busy day as you have uh russell kingdom there's a tokyo joshi pro show that has a couple matches i want to watch um, there's obviously the, the brand new era of AEW Dynamite begins with their show in Seattle. Um, and then there was a DDT show today that I've heard, uh, some good things about. So, um, plenty of good stuff going on right now in wrestling. And obviously at the end of January, we have the Royal Rumble for WWE. So, uh, lots of big things going on. And next week, obviously the, the AEW LA show, which has a lot of speculation about, uh, possible debut for, uh, the former Sasha Banks. But first she has to appear at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, tomorrow, so... Uh, again, busy, lots of news, and uh, hopefully in this new year we'll cover, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be better with, or I don't want to say better, we'll be more consistent with our coverage, because um, the only thing that was consistent about the podcast in 2022 was Ryan and Angelo covering Impact every week, um, so we'll see, but I'm uh, going to try and, and be on top of covering everything that we want to cover uh, more than we were in 2022, so that's going to kick off with Wrestle Kingdom here. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I've, <laughs> in the run-up to Wrestle Kingdom, I won't say I've been thrilled. The past couple of days I've been very excited for this show, um, but this wasn't something where, like, in November and December I was like, man, I can't wait for Wrestle Kingdom, like, um, obviously my excitement was there for Kenny versus Osprey, as I think everybody else is, but, hello, uh, my cat is currently clawing at the bottom of my pants. That's fun. Um, but, uh, my, my, my anticipation for the show wasn't where it has been. I mean, it, it's, it, it's so weird because the past couple of Wrestle Kingdom has been like this, um, where really since I'd say Wrestle Kingdom, um, I guess, what was it? Wrestle Kingdom 15 and 16 have been like this. Um, and it's not even entirely New Japan's fault. Part of it is because of the booking. But again, the COVID uh, crowds, the, 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 the clap crowds and everything, it, it just puts a damper on the whole thing. But we know that there's going to be cheering at this show. As uh, Looking at the card, it does have a very strong card. Um, so I, I think Wrestle Kingdom is going to hopefully start a new era for New Japan where uh, it's just more positive and, and the booking gets better and everything. But we'll see. It could also not be the case. That being said, 
we're gonna dive in here. We got some matches to talk about. Um, I think there's like 12 or 13 of these, so we're gonna go through all the matches, talk about them briefly. Some of them briefer than others, and I'll give the predictions for everybody uh, that did them for Deep Six. So um, I realized I didn't. I did not introduce myself, but if you're new here, my name is Pat. Uh, I am. I'm a host of the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. I write for the Sportster. Um, I write on my own blog. All of that can be found in the uh, links below or wherever. You're, where, basically, the description, the, uh, the uh, whatever. You know, you get the gist of it. You can find the, the links where you need to look. Um, if you're new here, consider subscribing to the podcast if you want to keep up to date with wrestling coverage for New Japan, AEW, Impact, and some other stuff. Um, and yeah, okay. Uh, so out of the gate, we have our pre-show, which has three matches. Uh, we have the Young Lions uh, facing off here with... Uh, uh, Oiwa taking on, I believe this is his debut match, Bolton Oleg. Um, I'm just going to read what they wrote on the New Japan website because uh, I don't I don't know the background for Oleg off the top of my head. I know who Oiwa is, obviously. But um, first of two kickoff... Oh, wait. So there's only two kickoff matches. I guess the actual show begins with the, 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 the old men uh, trios match. Okay. I thought those were all pre-show matches, but I guess I was wrong. Um, okay, so our first match is a, a three-minute exhibition match with um, Oiwa versus Bolton Oleg. Uh, the first of two matches, we'll see the debut of Kazakh heavyweight prospect Bolton Oleg in a three-minute exhibition with Ryohei uh, Iwa. Uh, Oiwa, my God, his name is so hard to say, I swear, at um, 320 local. Uh, 29-year-old Oleg was introduced to fans before Declaration of Power back in October and is now given the chance to show himself in front of the fans for the first time. Oiwa is a collegiate, all-Japanese uh, all collegiate amateur. I don't know why collegiate's there twice, but, um, wait, what? Oiwa is a collegiate, all-Japanese collegiate amateur, but Oiwa was a world championship level force on the amateur mat. And the three-minute exhibi three exhibition format will be in his favor. Uh, despite Oiwa's advantage in pro experience, might Oleg get his hand raised on the debut? I think that is somewhat of a typo, but... Um, okay, anyway, I don't know what to expect from this. I've never seen this Oleg guy wrestle amateur because I don't watch amateur wrestling. And I've never... Obviously, this is his first match as a young lion. So we shall see. Uh, I like Oiwa a lot, though, so I think he's made great progress. As far as who I think is going to win this, um, I for our predictions, I chose Oleg. This also could just go to a, a three-minute draw since it's three minutes. Um, but I, I truly don't know. Uh, looking at what everybody else did, Jake chose Bolton Oleg. Rob chose Bolton Oleg. Joey did a draw. Probably a smart thing. He might have looked at this. Uh, Ryan did Oiwa, and Angelo did Oiwa. Um... Yeah, so that's where we're at with that. I, I feel like I should have actually read this um, before I did my predictions. Um, then we have everybody's favorite match, the match that I have regularly said is one of the worst matches of the year on a consistent level, the New Japan Rambo. Uh, so this is, for this year, it's for the KOPW 2023, um, the, the championship... Um, oh, no, this is not for the championship. Oh my goodness! Okay, um, I was under the assumption that this was just a Rambo for the for the championship. No, <laughs> okay. So, the final four winners are going to a 
uh, a four-way on New Year's Dash to, def- to determine the championship holder. Okay. Uh, they ha- Also, it openly says in this um, description that we don't know who is in the match or how many there will be. Um, so for who could win this, uh, I guess, well, since this is f- four people win this match, uh, I guess as long as one of these people wins it, you get a point. Uh, Jake has chosen Evil. Ryan's chosen Toriano. Joey and Rob have gone for Taichi. I've gone for Shingo Takagi. Angelo has gone for Gabriel Kidd. Uh, so we'll see about that one. I feel like Yano, Taichi, and Shingo have pretty good odds at making it to the, the four-way. Evil, if he's in it, I guess, probably. And Gabe Kidd, sure, why not? Um, and that sends us to the actual show, which takes us to our first match, which is the uh, Antonio Inoki Memorial match, which has Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe taking on Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. Um... Yeah, this is basically just a tribute match to Inoki, who obviously passed away last year, uh, and the entire Wrestle Kingdom is dedicated to him, but this is the actual match that is in his honor, uh, and it makes sense. It's it's your older guys on the New Japan roster, as well as uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, who has appeared over the past uh, year or so with the company. So, um, in terms of what am I, <laughs> I'm expecting from this match, n- not much. Um, I would assume this is under 10 minutes, or I would at least hope it has a 30 minute time limit this should not go longer than 10 or 15 um in terms of who i have winning i have the team of nagata kojima and uh makabe i just don't see them losing to a team of fujinami who is not a member of the roster suzuki who's a freelancer and i believe is now over in all japan um obviously he has said that he does want the iwgp world heavyweight championship but uh yeah and also tiger mask who just feels like a fall guy so i'm going with nagata kojima and makabe um ryan is the other person who chose that team the others went with tiger mask minoru suzuki and uh tatsumi fujinami so uh split on that one i'm i'm hoping i get that correct because i again i just don't really see a world where Nagata, Kojima, and Makabe lose that, but you never know. Um, That takes us to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match where Francesco Akira and TJP, uh, Catch-22, Catch-22, whatever you want to call them, are defending against the winners of Junior Tag League, which are Leo Rush and Yo, representing Chaos. Uh, me and Angelo have gone for Francesco Akira and TJP to retain here, and the rest of the group has gone for Leo Rush and Yo. I was kind of split on this. This all really depends on like how long Leo Rush is sticking around. Uh, these are also titles that could go over to the U.S., but um, yeah, I don't know. This just seems like one of those things where it's like if Rush is not going to be around in Japan for a bit, then do you want to put the titles on him? But also... Then, like, eh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think Akira and TJP make sense for, for me, um, just to retain. I think they're having a very strong run with the belts, um, which isn't something that is always the case with the junior uh, tag titles. Sometimes they feel kind of pointless and inconsequential. But I feel like these guys carrying them have kind of added some prestige to them just because they've they've been dominant champions and they've put on very good performances uh, on a consistent basis. So, um, yeah, but they could also just go with the new life with Leo Rush and Yo uh, since they seem to be uh, a pretty well-liked team based off of the uh, Junior Tag League. So 
We'll see. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confident with my Akira and TJP pick. Uh, we have the first defense of the IWGP Women's Championship, the first ever women's championship in New Japan. Uh, and it has Kairi as the inaugural champion, uh, defending against Tom Nakano from Stardom. I'm expecting this to be a very good match. Um, obviously, more people are going to be keeping their eyes on the ending of this, or if it happens at the beginning, if they have Mercedes, uh, whatever, whatever she's going to be going as, um in the front row or if she comes out after the match i think everybody knows Kyrie's retaining this belt um it's just a matter of how they do this debut for mercedes and, and what it's set up and how it's set up and yeah I, i'm excited for this i think Kyrie and tom are going to have a very strong match and then i think the the seeing sasha banks um on a new japan show and then very likely next week wrestling in AEW uh, against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter alongside Soraya just feels like a whirlwind of, of big movement in the women's wrestling scene outside of WWE, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we all chose Kyrie to retain here. I feel like it's a given. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, this is one of the ones I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, even if it's a, a predictable match where Kyrie wins. Um, it's still exciting to me. And that brings us to our IWGP Tag Team Championship match, which is FTR, uh, the former triple champs, where they had the ROH, AAA, and IWGP tag titles. Now they're down to their last belt. Uh, as they defend against Yoshihashi and Hirogi Goto, Bishamon. Um, this wasn't the match I was expecting to get for this. I was fully expecting them to do Aussie Open versus FTR 2. And that wasn't the case. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, especially as somebody who's a big fan of Bishamon. But it is more of a surprising thing to me. Especially because I, th I thought like Aussie Open, like they lost their strong open weight titles before the, the World Tag League. And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to go win this and then defeat FTR. And then they didn't. Um, so the only thing I could think of is if Aussie Open is still in Japan, maybe... Like, that's a surprise for New Year's Dash, is FTR versus Aussie Open happens on that show. Um, or it gets set up for the, the second night of Wrestle Kingdom at the end of the month. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I don't, I didn't want to, you know, go off on a bold prediction like that. So I chose Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. I feel like it makes sense for them to, to keep this losing streak up for FTR, um, and that they lose the belts, um. It's a shame that their reign wasn't better, but as they revealed, they had visa issues um, and were supposed to come over in October, but that didn't happen. Um, so it is what it is. But I have Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto winning this, as does Rob, Joey, and Ryan, which leaves Jake and Angelo as the picks for FTR retaining the IWGP Tag Team Championship. And that brings us to our next match on the card, which is the the finals of the New Japan World Television Championship, uh, with the finals having ended, I think, in... Uh, not the finals, the semifinals, I think, were in November, so it's been a little bit. Um, but the story of this tournament has really been the, the rise of Ren Narita after his return, um, and just some, some great matches from him. And now we have him versus Zack Sabre Jr. to decide the first champion. Um, this is an interesting one. 
because Zack Sabre Jr. has never held a singles championship in New Japan, and this feels like it could be the time to put it on him. I think he would be a great first champion. Or New Japan goes the route of really elevating one of their young stars. Um, and I, personally, I think it's Ren Narita's match to win. I, th I think they will do it. Uh, and I think it will be worth it. I think Ren Narita has shown great promise. I think he's improved greatly. Uh, I think all of his matches in the tournament were great. And I, I think he could really set the bar with this, this title. Um, that being said, I do hope Zack wins the title this year. Like a single spell in New Japan, it is long overdue. Uh, but I think Ren Narita, I think he gets the big shocking win here at Wrestle Kingdom, and I think it's a great moment for the fans. Um, Ryan was the only other person who chose Ren Narita. Uh, so Rob, Joey, Angelo, and Jake all went with Zack Sabre Jr. for this one. And I, I can't fault them. I do think that they're, again, this is one that's like kind of split. Like I can definitely see um, Sabre winning this. So uh, we'll see. But I, I do like the idea of Ren Narita getting the big win at Wrestle Kingdom. I think it'd be a strong start to the year. Everybody's favorite match on this this card, uh, the Never Openweight Championship match between Carl Anderson, that's right, WWE superstar Carl Anderson, and Tama Tonga. Oh my goodness, this has killed, this has killed the Never Openweight Championship for me. Um, I was happy when Tama Tonga won it earlier in, I don't even want to say earlier, last year when he won the belt. Uh, and then they put it on Carl Anderson, and I was like, all right, and then Carl Anderson just kind of pissed off and defended the belt like once and then showed up in WWE and they didn't vacate it and then he was supposed to defend it and then he didn't and then he eventually did defend it against Hikaleo and it was a terrible match and now he's finally defending it again at Wrestle Kingdom where one can only hope he loses. I've gone for Tamatanga as if it's everybody else except Jake. Jake's really holding out for the machine gun. Um, just end this suffering, put the belt on Tamatanga, and just pretend like the last year did not happen with this thing. Um, this is, this has been one of the worst title reigns, and one of the worst booking decisions from New Japan. Um, just remember, Carl Anderson has a singles match at Wrestle Kingdom, but Shingo Takagi doesn't. Mind-boggling. Domihiro Ishii also doesn't. Uh, then we have Keiji Muto's final New Japan match, which is a six-man match with... Uh, Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito representing Los Ingobernables, taking on the team of Shota Umino, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Keiji Muto, as Muto wrestles his final match in the company as Keiji Muto. Um, I, I'm going with Shota, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Muto. Uh, I think the fact that Bushi is on the LIJ team is kind of telling. If that was Sonata's spot, that would make a lot more sense, but it's not. So I think Bushi takes the fall for his team, uh, gives Umino a big Wrestle Kingdom win, Mudo goes out on top, and Tanahashi just gets a Wrestle Kingdom win. Um, match could be fun, I don't really know what to expect, I'm just looking forward to see Shota Umino wrestling on a big stage, but um, kind of a shame that like Naito and Tanahashi aren't in better positions, I guess. I mean, again, it's a good position, it's Mudo's like, one of his retirement matches, so it's like, a lot of people care, but in terms of actual match quality... You know, I don't think Naito, Tanahashi, and, and they're not going all out for this one. So, um, it is what it is. But uh, Jake has Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. Ryan has Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. Joey has Umino, Tanahashi, and Mudo. Rob has Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. I have Shota Umino, Hiroshi, Tanahashi, and Mudo. And Angelo has the same thing as me and Joey. 
Uh, and that moves us on to our string of uh, the last three matches here, uh, all title defenses. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is on the line in a four-way as Taiji Ishimori defends against Master Wado, Hiromu Takahashi, and El Desperado. I am kind of shocked here. I thought I was going to be on an island with my Master Wado pick, but Angelo, uh, Ryan, and Joey are joining me, uh, choosing Master Wado to win his first uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship here. Um, I think it's time, and I, I'm ready for it. I think he's improved greatly, and I think now is the time to put the title on him. Uh, but Jake has gone for Hiromu Takahashi, and Rob has gone for Taiji Ishimori to retain. So <laughs> nobody chose El Desperado, um, which is kind of funny. Um, love the guy, but, you know, uh, just kind of funny that nobody chose him. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. I think it should be good. Everybody involved has me looking forward to it. And then, the true main event of the show, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. This has been building for months and months and months, and some might even say years, uh, as the storyline has dated back um, to, to Omega's exit from the company in 2019. Um, the, the, these, the, the promo that these two did with Don Callis um, at the press conference earlier today was phenomenal, especially Will Ospreay's part. And Don Callis did a fantastic job as well. Um, if you haven't seen it uh, and you, you have time before Russell Kingdom, you should actively go out of your way to watch this. It was excellent stuff. Um, we have, it is pretty split here for this. Um, Jake, Rob, and Angelo have gone for Kenny Omega. Ryan, Joey, and myself have gone for Will Ospreay. I, I can see a world where Omega wins this, especially because... Um, I've, I've seen people saying, you know, it gives him a reason to come back and defend the title. He can defend it in AEW. He can defend it in New Japan uh, within America. And it frees up Osprey to, to ascend to the main event scene once again and challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship if they want to do that. I can see it. But at the same time, I think the story is that Osprey wins this. Like, I think Osprey should beat Kenny Omega. And you can do a rematch down the line where Kenny gets his win back if you really want to. Um, I think that'd be a great match to put at Forbidden Door. But I just, I feel like Osprey winning this makes a lot of sense. Alternatively, you could do the story where Osprey fails to beat Omega and has to work his way back up and then eventually defeats Omega in the rematch. Um, and, and I think that's. I think that's not the worst idea, and I think, especially if that happened, like, at Forbidden Door, I think a lot of people would kind of be like, hey, that's pretty cool that, you know, um, Omega won this title at Wrestle Kingdom, he beat Osprey there, and then Osprey got to come back and beat Omega in AEW. Um, so I, I do think that's an option as well, but I, for my money's worth, I'm going for Will Osprey retaining here. I think he's on a very strong run with the U.S. title, and I wouldn't want to end it. Um, especially if you're adding in the notch of him beating Kenny Omega. I think that only adds more to his reign, which has been great thus far. So I've gone for Will Ospreay retaining here, um, and that's my reasoning why. And I, I'm not going to be upset with either decision. I love Kenny and I love Ospreay. Um, I'm just going to be happy to see this one. And that takes us to the main event, which is Okada versus Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm at such a weird impasse right now where Jay White was like, my guy, this guy, he was like my favorite wrestler, and now, uh, it's not like I don't like him, but I'm just like, I'm not interested in this match. I'm sure by the time the bell rings, I'll feel differently, and I'll be excited to some degree, but I know that this is going to go, like, 
at least 25, 30 minutes. So, and it's going to start slow. Like the first 10 minutes or whatever are going to be slow. Um, so I'm, and that's going to be happening at like, like between probably like five or six in the morning and we're going to be starting matches slowly. So I don't know. And I'm just like not interested in the story. I'm not interested in Okada winning the belt again. Um, Best case scenario, Jay White retains. Like, genuinely, best case scenario is that Jay retains and Okada does something else. I am begging that Okada goes for something in this company other than the IWGP world title in 2023. I, it's just, I'm so over it. This man has, like, I, I love Okada as a wrestler, but his booking and his character has le- left me so disenfranchised with him and any time he, he challenges for a world title... Um, I was so upset when he won the G1, and then when he announced that he wasn't defending the briefcase and he was just going to Wrestle Kingdom, it was like, what was the point? Um, Like, I just... Mind-boggling what they're doing with this man. And I just, like... I don't need... Like, I don't need Okada to win this and then go on another big reign. I I don't know, man. I just... I don't really care. I really don't. Um... Angelo and Ryan have chosen Jay White to retain. I'd love to know why. I don't see it. But again, if he does, that's the best case scenario is Jay White wins. Um, I think if I think you have an interesting story if Osprey loses to Omega, that Osprey challenges Jay for the world title. But I also don't think he'd win that. Like I feel like if Osprey loses to Omega then more than likely you'd build up for a rematch where he challenges him for the U.S. title again. I don't know. I'm I'm thrown for a loop on the, these final two matches. Um, but I think the safe bet is just Oka- Okada wins. So, who knows? I am praying for a Jay White upset here, but it's Wrestle Kingdom. They have cheering back. I feel like Okada's going to win this and finally get to, after months of you know maybe even like the past year of him being put in these situations where he has to cut the show ending promo and talks about like the fans wanting to cheer and how they're they're so ready for the fans to cheer and then fans don't get to cheer and now finally wrestle kingdom has a cheering crowd after two years and i feel like the moment will be like much sweeter than i'm making it sound but it's just like i'm just not excited for the story so i we'll see if Jay loses, I, I think there's a very strong chance Bullet Club kicks him out at New Year's Dash. Um, and like if that, but like if that was the case, I feel like you would want El Fantasma like in a stronger position on this sh- like the the, the show because I would assume he's the next leader. Um, so I I have no idea. Uh, New Year's Dash I am looking forward to just because I I'm hoping it's going to be a very fun show. Um, we'll see. I don't, I don't know if New Year's Dash is as cheering. I hope it does. Um, that would be great. So we'll see, but that's, that's Wrestle Kingdom. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, I will hopefully have a review out for this. I, I would like to review the show. Um, especially since I am waking up live to watch this thing. So we'll see, but if not, it is what it is. But, uh, I hope if you are watching Wrestle Kingdom that you enjoy the show. If not, There's plenty of other wrestling you can watch that I'm sure will bring you enjoyment. Um, So, yeah. So I've been Pat. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you in the next episode that I am a part of.